Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I want to talk about some comments that uh, were made uh, recently by retired U.S. Navy pilot Ryan Graves. Uh, he made some. He, he actually put out a, an article, uh, wrote up an opinion piece, and that it appeared in Politico uh, today. And I want to talk about that, uh, among some other things here, among some other topics. And uh, I guess I want to start off with uh, some a comment that I received from uh, w one of my subscribers uh, named Quacks Quacks Too Much uh, from a day ago, and he was uh, it was a response on my YouTube channel with regard to a video entitled the next spectacular mass ufo sighting is coming and will end the debate forever <clears throat> and i thought he had a really uh interesting comment here i want to go through it he's uh let me i'm going to shrink myself here so you can see the comment better and i'll put myself up there okay he wrote uh quacks too much wrote i'm skeptical of most if not all ufo claims and I feel sad because of the almost certain E.T. UFO I saw in 1975 between Camp Crook, South Dakota, and Buffalo, South Dakota, that, fe that few people believe me, even though I'm 100% truthful about what I saw. Because I don't believe UFO reports, that doesn't mean they are not true, but only that I haven't yet been convinced. So, if I say I don't believe you, don't be insulted because I rarely call anyone a liar or claim I know they are certainly wrong unless I have personal knowledge or very good evidence. Uh, we'll stop right there for a second. I think this is a very interesting comment because, you know, there are, uh, you know, it's hard. It's it, This is a difficult it's just very difficult to believe this kind of stuff sometimes when you really think about it i mean it is hard to you know even when you see one it takes some you know it takes a while to you could you could uh believe it yourself even though you see it with your own eyes you know i mean i mean even when i when i saw that thing in 1994 that object i i realized right away that this this there's, there's just no way this thing could have been uh, man-made there was just no way i saw an object during a fishing trip in 1994 with a buddy so there were two of us that saw this thing but I understand that, you know, how some people, you know, will still have trouble believing this. But you have to understand, by that point uh, in 1994, I had already, I was already convinced because I had an experience when I was a kid, you know, in, in 1977, where there was something that showed up in my room in the middle of the night that was non-human. It was a non-human intelligence. So I was already... You know, I, I and then by that by 1994, I had I watched some documentaries and I, I believe I had read a, a couple of books by that point. I know I started researching it uh, uh, before 1994, so I was already uh, attuned to what was uh, to this uh, reality that there are, there is a presence here that's non-human intelligence that act, uh, obviously has uh, you know uh, te technology that far exceeds anything that the human race has been able to achieve so far but anyway continuing with this comment uh he says i used to say that if a claim is implausible then i won't believe it then i saw the implausible ufo so usually i neither believe nor disbelieve implausible ufo sightings or contacts i have a very difficult time believing an et craft that can make interstellar interstellar flights is going to travel to earth and crash unfortunately i have no special powers to find out if what i saw was actually et the only reason i have an open mind that a god exists is because i saw the implausible ufo once okay i just want to get back to what he says here he says i have a very difficult time believing an et craft that can make interstellar flights is going to travel to earth and crash now i hear i hear this a lot you hear a lot this a lot of people say this a lot of debunkers will say that make that statement 
that they have a hard time believing that something's going to be able to travel all the way to this planet uh, somehow, whether you know it's through a wormhole or interdimensionally or from a, you know traveling from you know hundred thousand hundred million light years through space somehow. I mean, we don't know how they're getting here or how they got here, right? But there's something here. We don't know. For all we know, like some people say, they could be interdimensional beings where they're on another plane and somehow they, they're able to come out of that dimension into our dimension sometimes. We just don't know. We just don't have a lot of answers right now. I mean, I, I, like I always say, I like to stick with extraterrestrial for now until we get uh, to the bottom of it. And I'm not, right now, I'm not uh, in a hurry to change the title of my program from extraterrestrial reality to non-human intelligence reality i'm not i'm not ready to make that leap yet uh so i just keep it at extraterrestrial reality for the time being however let's talk about crash you know these objects obviously anything could crash it doesn't matter what we build i mean look at the human race everything we build you know no matter how technologically advanced it is uh sometimes these things crash whether it's commercial airliners whether it's shuttles space shuttles sometimes they have disastrous ends. I mean, we've seen that a couple of times at least. Uh, I mean, there's just things that happen. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how advanced you are. You know, sometimes just things don't work out. I mean, for instance, a lot of people believe the in the Roswell incident uh, happened because of a lightning strike. I mean, that's something that can't be controlled. Nature can't be controlled. There are things sometimes that just go awry and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And I think it's probably the case with these beings too. I think sometimes they crash. I mean, I mean, if, obviously there's there's been some crash retrievals. I mean, from the research that I have conducted, you know, the, the various books I've read, the various experts I've listened to that have talked about this on on in documentaries and 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 their own YouTube channels, people like Richard M. Dolan. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different people that have studied this. Stanton Freeman, the late Stanton Freeman, he did a lot of research into this. There's the guys, uh, two guys who I really respect, uh, Thomas Carey and Donald Schmidt, Kevin Randall, those kind of guys. They they investigated things like Roswell. They actually researched the, these kind of things and, and talked to different people. So obviously, these things have something crashed there that was obviously not of this earth. Uh I mean, as far as we know, because obviously these beings that were in these in these uh, objects were not of these Earth. They're non-humans. We don't know where they came from. We suspect that they're coming from other planets. I suspect they're coming from other planets. But hey, that that could turn out to be wrong in the future. We don't know. But it doesn't. What I'm trying. The point I'm trying to say here is that uh, things crash. They just crash sometimes. We no matter what we build, cars, trains, whatever, everything that we have, we have accidents. There are accidents in this world. No matter, there's nothing you can do about it. They're going to happen. It's just one of those things. There's even regardless of all the safety precautions we we have now. I mean, you look at uh, just automobiles. Automobiles now are you know they're safer than they used to be. I mean, you look at go watch an old movie from like 1950, and you look at at the at the the land yachts people were driving around then. I mean, these things were gigantic they were you know they were harder to control now i mean i mean things are different they're a lot safer the the safety measures we have the the airbags the the they stop automatically if if you're not paying attention some vehicles are are equipped to stop automatically if, you're, if it looks like you're going to crash into something we, we're getting better at this but still there are still accidents we're never going to stop it i don't think i don't see how you possibly can there's always going to be uh driver error you know human error rather anyway continuing with this uh comment here he says when i argue in in court proof beyond a reasonable doubt i used i used to analogize that 
reasonable doubt must be reasonable that is not implausible i still argue the ufo analogy but explain that implausibility is not the same as impossibility etc about six months after i saw the ufo i had business in the buffalo south dakota sheriff's department and i saw a bulletin there that said cattle mutilations were occurring in the county i have no idea if the ufo i saw was correlated to the ufo i saw uh, or to the i guess to the cattle mutilations he's talking about if anyone happens to go through buffalo south dakota perhaps they can check it out i live 1100 miles away so i can't do it and i, I know no millionaires that would fund me I just asked my wife what she knew about cattle mutilations, and she said she knows a man who had a milk cow in Alzita, Montana, population currently 29, in his yard, and said he found it mutilated, and the man was freaked out when he told her. That was about the, the time I saw the 1975 UFO, yeah. I mean, there are things that we could, you know, you could make the correlation. At this point, to me, as far as I'm concerned, I think there's enough evidence now, right, uh, even if it's some of it might be circumstantial, but you put all the pieces together, right, it, it, it just it paints a picture that's pretty clear. I mean, we the, all these years that we've been talking about cattle mutilations, right, there's been no satanic cults that have been ever caught doing anything like this. And we, besides that, these things are obviously whatever's been, whatever's doing these mutilations is using uh, lasers somehow, laser uh machine uh, laser equipment to make the incisions and cut them up and remove the organs and i mean the, the the wounds are cauterized i mean it's and it's beyond any kind of technology that we have and definitely didn't have back in the 70s when a lot of people were noticing this a lot of people were talking about it back then and it's still happening actually just recently uh late last year there was a case in colorado again where there was multiple cattle that were mutilated uh, over the course of a few months so it's still happening. It never ends, and it's it's, it's and, and not only that, but again, uh, there's enough evidence now. I mean, there is enough evidence. Besides, uh, there is trace evidence too. There's physical evidence. I mean, there's all the there's been tons of physical trace evidence that has accumulated over the years uh, that people like the late Ted Phillips had investigated over well over a thousand cases that he looked into. Uh, I mean, there's been objects that have been removed from people, uh, alien, uh, alleged alien abductees. There were objects that were removed, implants of some sort that were basically unearthly and didn't make any sense. So, I mean, there is some sort of evidence. There's video evidence. There's a Turkey UFO videos. There's, there's, there's testimony from certain witnesses. Again, I talk about this all the time, the aerial school incident. All those kids aren't lying. There's no way that they were lying. But there is evidence, I think, out there. To, to, to There's more evidence, right, that points to the direction that there's some non-human intelligence on this planet than not. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. And besides that, again, I know it's easy for me to say a lot of times, but, you know, I do have that ace up my sleeve. I saw one of these objects up close, just like this guy. He believes it. He believes it, but he has hard time believing when other people say it because you don't know. I mean, some people might be lying, some people, but not everybody's lying, right? So not everybody's lying. Like, for instance, that there's no question that that Zimbabwe 1994 thing, that happened. I mean, there was over 60 kids that saw this, right? And they're still saying the same thing now that they were saying then, right? And some of those kids were saying back then that these this being, one of these gray aliens, apparently, that came out of the craft was communicating telepathically. That's proof. That's evidence. That would, if that was to go to court some, for some reason or other, I don't know what the what the reason would be. I guess maybe to prove that the existence of uh, a presence on this planet that's non-human that has more uh, tech, uh, more uh, better technology than we have. Yeah, that might prove it. You might might be able you might be able to uh, win that case. But there is evidence out there. Uh, anyway. <clears throat>
thanks a lot for that comment i really appreciate it i always appreciate everybody who does uh, provide comments uh for during my show that was uh that was from uh quacks too much and that was from a day ago on the youtube channel version of my podcast and i very much appreciate that anyway uh getting on to this uh, article this uh, opinion piece basically that was from ryan graves and we all heard about ryan graves he talks about when he was in the service he saw when he was flying jet fighters uh jet fighter he saw uh things in the sky that he could not explain and he has this article that appeared in politico and the headline reads we have a real ufo problem and it's not balloons amen brother amen okay uh let's go through this article and this was published today on the 28th of february 2023 ryan graves a former navy fighter pilot and engineer chairs the american institute of aeronautics and astronautics uap integration and outreach committee he is the founder of the new nonprofit americans for safe aerospace and we're going to go through this art some of this article probably the whole thing i think and we'll stop here and there to talk about what he's saying here it says here on a clear sunny day in april 2014 two fa-18s took off for an air combat training mission off the coast of virginia the jets part of my navy fighter squadron climbed to an altitude of 12,000 feet and steered toward warning area w72 an exclusive block of airspace 10 miles east of virginia beach all traffic into the training area goes through a single gps point at a set altitude almost like a doorway into a massive room where military jets can operate without running into other aircraft just at the moment the jets two jets crossed the threshold one of the pilots saw a dark gray cube inside of a clear sphere motionless against the wind fixed directly at the entry point the jets only 100 feet apart zipped past the object on either side the pilots had come so dangerously close to something they couldn't identify that they terminated the training mission immediately and returned to base i almost hit one of those damn things the flight leader said still shaken by the incident told us shortly after in the pilot's ready room we all knew exactly what he meant those damn things had been plaguing us for the previous eight months now he's talking about these objects were basically a, a cube within a sphere. Now just recently, uh, debunker Stephen Greenstreet, who's a, also a New York Post uh, reporter, he he put some kind of balloon on there that you know, you know he tried to say that this was what these pilots were seeing, but not according. This is not what those pilots were seeing. It's like some sort of a balloon object that that floats around. Uh, again this uh, he has no actually pe people like this green street who uh who wasn't even there right uh and, and never saw it with his own eyes tries to say oh no this is what they saw when they're describing something completely different they're talking about objects that are hanging in the air that could actually fly around and they actually could stop and, and stay steady in the air when there's wind blowing and you know heavy wind anyway let's continue with the article it says, I joined the U.S. Navy in 2009 and underwent years of rigorous training as a pilot. Specifically, we are trained to be expert observers in identifying aircraft with our sensors and our own eyes. It's our job to know what's in our operating area. That's why in 2014, after upgrades were made to our radar system, our squadron made a startling discovery. There were unknown objects in our airspace. Initially, the objects were... <clears throat> 
were, excuse me, initially the objects were showing up on our newly upgraded radars and we assumed they were ghosts in the machine or software glitches. But then we began to correlate the radar tracks with multiple surveillance systems, including infrared sensors that detected heat signatures. Then came the hair-raising near misses that required us to take evasive action. There were no mere, these were no mere balloons. The unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, accelerated at speeds up to Mach 1, the speed of sound. They could hold their position, appearing motionless, despite Category 4 hurricane force winds of 120 knots. They did not have any visible means of lift, control surfaces, or propulsion. In other words, nothing that resembled normal aircraft with wings, flaps, or engines. And they outlasted our fighter jets, operating continuously throughout the day. I am a formally trained engineer, but the technology they demonstrated defied my understanding. So let's just stop there. So here we have an actual witness, and there were many other witnesses that he, you know, that he's talking about. Now a lot, not a lot, these other witnesses, not a lot of these guys have, have stepped forward yet. But now maybe this year, with those whistleblower protections that might happen. But he's talking about things here that are obviously beyond our understanding. I mean. Uh, and, and I don't think that these, I mean, again, we've been, the, the Air Force, the military has been dealing with strange kind of objects that defy physics, right, apparently, since at least 1947, right? So, and this is what he's talking about. And yet there's the bunkers out there. There's people who just don't want to believe it. There's people like uh, uh, astronomers, for some reason, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, that want to, you know, laugh about it on, on uh, national television and make, it, make the whole thing a joke when you have people here seriously telling, hey, there's these objects out there that, you know, you know, they, they, we might crash into them. Somebody might crash into them. And actually, that sometimes happens uh, or comes close to happening. Let's continue here. It says, after that near miss, we had no choice but to submit a safety report, hoping that something could be done before it was too late. But there was no official acknowledgement of what we experienced and no further mechanism to report the sightings, even as other air crew flying along the East Coast quietly be began sharing similar experiences. Our only option was to cancel or move or move our training as the UAP continued to maneuver in our vicinity unchecked. Nearly a decade later, we still don't know what they were. When I retired from the Navy in 2019, I was the first active duty pilot to come forward publicly and testify to Congress. In the years since, there has been some notable coverage of the encounters and Congress has taken some action to force the military and intelligence agencies to do much more to get to the bottom of these mysteries. But there has not been anything near the level of public and official attention that has been paid to the recent shootdowns of a Chinese spy balloon and the three other unknown objects that were likely research balloons. Again, I've talked about that. I, I you know, everyone knows my feelings on that, all, all that stuff. That was just a big show, a big show for basically to uh, make it look like, hey, look at there's UFOs up in the sky. We, they're, they're just balloons or balloon-like objects, and they're just easy to shoot down, nothing to worry about there. And I think there might actually be a secondary reason. or you know, it, Actually, the, that might be the secondary reason. There's another reason, too. I believe that uh, we're, I think there's people in Washington starting to beat the war drums. Uh, maybe they want to, it looks like, it seems to me that they might be uh, trying to, you know, get into a war with China. But that's just my opinion. It doesn't make me right. But uh, that could be part of it, too. Hey, the Chinese are spending out spy balloons. What do they think they are? You know what? Let's start talking about war. You know, we didn't have a big war in a long time. Let's have another big war for for so, for no stupid, no good reason other than to, uh, so some military industrial complex makes more money and builds more stuff, and we spend more money on it. That's, you know, that's just my opinion. It doesn't make me right. Anyway, continuing. Uh <clears throat> 
And that's the problem. Advanced objects demonstrating cutting-edge technology that we cannot explain are routinely flying over our military bases and entering restricted airspace. According to uh, Graves here, he says, UAP events... Uh, excuse me, this is... Yeah. But then this is um, excuse me this is not graves this is the director of national intelligence actually st said last month that uap events continue to occur in restricted or sensitive airspace highlighting possible concerns for safety of flight or adversary collection activities uh and uh, he also went on to say some uap appeared to remain stationary in winds aloft move against the wind maneuver abruptly or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion uh, continuing here, it says, the Navy has also officially acknowledged 11 near misses with UAP that required evasive action and triggered mandatory safety reports between 2004 and 2021. Advanced UAP also pose a growing safety hazard to commercial airliners. Last May, the Federal Aviation Administration issued an alert after a passenger, passenger aircraft flying over West Virginia experienced a rare failure of two major systems while passing underneath what appeared to be a UAP. That's another strange thing that happens with these things. Like, you know, sometimes a plane is flying and, you know, could be a passenger plane and they get near a UAP and all of a sudden uh, some of the instruments start failing. Very scary. So they do, these things do pose a threat. Uh, sometimes they come very close uh, to crashing into aircraft and there have been stories that sometimes they, they have crashed into aircraft, but uh, these things have been covered up for the most part. And we really don't know if that's true. But from some of the reports I've read, it seems like some of these things are true. There has been incidents in the past where uh, fighter pilots uh, back in the 50s, 60s, or different stories I, you know, I've read about uh, where apparently they went after these things and they never came back. You know, they go after, they go chasing after a UFO, the, the planes never come back. But that's different. I'm talking about commercial airliners. I don't know, you know, if something ever crashes into a commercial airliner, one of these objects. Again, these things can happen. I, I believe anything's possible. It doesn't matter how advanced I think you are technologically. It doesn't mean accidents can't happen. They always happen. It never every day there's some sort of an accident happens. And, our, and, and, and as far as humans are concerned, and I'm assuming it's probably as far as these alien visitors uh, are concerned too. <clears throat> anyway, continuing. One thing we do know is these craft aren't part of some classified U.S. project. We were quite confident that was not the explanation, Scott Bray, the deputy director of the Office of Naval Intelligence, testified before Congress last year. Florida Senator Marco, Marco Rubio confirmed in a recent interview that whatever the origin of these objects, it is not the United States military. We have things flying over our military bases and places where we're conducting military exercises and we don't know what it is and it isn't ours, said Rubio, who was vice chair of the Intelligence Committee. Well, let me just uh, clue, clue Rubio in here for a minute. Yes, we, 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 I, I know there's, there's, you know, the temptation is to say, well, it could be from, you know, enemies. And, and sure, I'm sure the, our enemies send out things every now and then, you know, Chinese spy balloons, for instance. They're always up there flying around, I'm sure. But there are things that people have been seeing and experiencing for decades now. For well, we know for 75 years since we've been really paying attention to this, uh, that this defy any kind of technology that we're aware of exists 
and it's been going on since 1947 it's not like it just started up in 2004 like some people some people the way the, the way this all this information you know when you think about it in 2017 when those videos were released uh were leaked rather and lou elizondo stepped out of the shadows you know the way that the information was presented by the media was they basically started from 2004 and then but they didn't really talk about all the stuff that was going on before that this is it's not it didn't start in 2004 you know with the tic tac incident with fravor and all that stuff no that's just that was just you know we, we were already decades into this right and there's no way that these objects that we're seeing right there's absolutely no way that some of these objects that people were seeing in all those previous decades were there's no way that they were uh enemy craft of any kind there's just no way that's ridiculous to even think that <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> continuing president joe biden rightly points out the real national security and aviation safety risks from foreign intelligence collection to hazard to civilian air traffic that arise from low-tech balloon-like entities. I, I applaud his new order to create an interagency UAP task force and a government-wide effort to address unidentified objects and his proposal to make sure all aerial craft are registered and identifiable according to a global standard is good common sense. However, what the president did not address during his press conference on February 16th were the UAP that exhibit advanced performance capabilities. Where is the transparency and urgency from the administration and Congress to investigate highly advanced objects in restricted airspace that our military cannot explain? How will this new task force be more effective than existing efforts if we are not being clear and direct upon about the scope and nature of advanced UAP? Now, the other night, I, I was... Uh, I'm going to stop there for a second. The other night, I was talking to... to uh, uh, Shannon Scott and Rob Heatherly of Military Witnesses to UAP, uh, the YouTube channel, Military Witnesses to UAP. We were having a private conversation. And uh, Rob mentioned something that, you know, is, you know, it, this goes over, you, you don't realize this a lot of times. You don't, we, we, we forget about it sometimes. Like, you know, recently there was like the, uh, People in the pen, uh, people in, in Washington were questioned by reporters. Talk where reporters ask about is this space aliens? They say space aliens, and and, and Pentagon officials or you know White House officials will say uh, no. There's no evidence of space aliens, right? And, and Rob made a good point: is that you know it, it's they could probably you know for as far, as far as the military is concerned, as far as the Pentagon is concerned, and maybe even as far as the special control group is concerned, they might not have any idea where these things are coming from. So they could plausibly say, well, there's, we don't have any evidence of space aliens, even though they, that's where they probably come. They probably realize that that's what they're coming from, but they don't have that direct evidence. I mean, they probably don't have that. So maybe the questions really should be when, when people are talking to the Pentagon, uh, or, or to somebody from the White House, what the question should really be is, uh, well, uh, what about uh, non-human intelligence? Uh, is there is there some non-human intelligence uh, uh, here on this planet that is, uh, you know, look, you know, studying the human race? Or are you aware of some other non-human intelligence that has the technology that that that's ex exceeds anything that we have? Are you aware of that? Maybe the questions need to be more direct, more succinct. And that's a good point by Rob. And because they could get away with saying, well, because they, in reality, I mean, really, even even if you even if you had, like, say, for instance, like, even though I have trouble believing in certain things, like, I, even, and it might be true, but for instance, like, in uh, 1954, there's a story of, you know, that uh, uh, the President Eisenhower met with alien beings uh, at a base in California. 
And, you know, I have trouble with that. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, it could happen. I mean, there's, there seems to be a lot of different witnesses that have made statements throughout the years, so it's very possible, but I have trouble with it, right? And someday I'll talk about that story. I don't think I've ever really went over that uh, in any of my podcasts, but I have trouble with it. But but say that did happen. Say we do have, uh, say, say there are people within the secret control group, right, that actually have contact or have had contact with these extraterrestrial beings and these beings tell them hey yeah we're from this planet like that's you know this so far away even with that 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 doesn't really prove how could you really say they're not going to know for a fact right they're not going to know how do you how how do you prove that right i mean you you they probably are but still you can still get away with saying we're not sure we we, no there's no we don't have evidence of space aliens so you see how that could they could trick you with semantics there anyway uh, continuing, uh, where was I? Yeah, however, what the president? Okay, he talked. I, I was there. Uh, where is the transparency and urgency from the administration and Congress to investigate highly advanced objects in restricted airspace that our military cannot explain? How will this new task force be more effective than existing efforts if we are not being clear and direct about the scope and nature of advanced UAP? The American public must demand, demand accountability. We need to understand what is in our skies, period. Well, I'm, let me just stop right there for a second. There is something here, right? I don't know what it is, right? But it's not human. And they have more uh, more advanced technology than you. They have advanced technology that is way more advanced than anything the human race has. That's just the bottom line. I saw one of these crafts, so I know for a fact. I saw one of these beings, so I know for a fact. There's something here that's not human. I don't know how many's coming here. I don't know how many craft they have, you know, scattered throughout the globe. I don't know where they're exactly hiding. It seems like there's some places under the ocean or maybe in tunnels or who knows, right? Uh, Catalina Island out in that area it seems like there's a lot of activity. But I would assume that they're they're here and they've been here a long time and really we don't know what they're up to. I mean, we have ideas what they might be up to, but it's all speculation. Uh, and and yeah, we do we need accountability. We just need the truth. We need the truth, whatever it is. Okay, we just, you know, again, I've talked about this. How many, I mean, just about every podcast. It's so important to have the truth that that we, so we can move on. It's so important for the scientific community to be presented with the, all the facts. It's just very important because I mean, we're not gonna. We're 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 just. It's just this is stagnation. That's what this is. We're just stagnating here without. I mean, we're not. We we should. We need this. This is part of our. If there's just something came here, something crashed here. That's not from this world, right? The world needs to know about it. We we can't be just living this lie. We're living a lie. It's not right. It's not right to be living a lie. We the only way the the only right thing to do the correct way to go is to release all the information you have i mean i get it again i i have to you know preface this with okay yeah whatever you learn through the reverse engineering stuff okay yeah keep that secret i get it i get it right but everything else the the reality the fact that everyone needs to know the world needs to know the truth it's time to move on from this nonsense we got too many people out there that are just living in a fantasy land that that's because they think that there's nothing coming here and it's because of uh, largely because of the government Okay, we are going to take a quick break from the rebroadcast of Extraterrestrial Reality live stream number nine, and we will be right back.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Anyway, continuing. It says, in the coming days, I will launch Americans for Safe Aerospace, or ASA, a new advocacy organization for aerospace safety and national security. ASA will support pilots and other aerospace professionals who are reporting UAP. Our goal is to demand more disclosure from our public officials about this significant safety and national security problem. We will provide credible voices, public education, grassroots activism, and lobbying on Capitol Hill to get answers about UAP. President Biden needs to address this issue as transparently as possible. Went a little bit too far there. As transparently as possible, the White House should not conflate the low-tech objects that were recently shot down with unexplained high-tech advanced objects witnessed by pilots. Our government needs to admit that it is possible another country has developed game-changing technology. Okay, let's stop there for a second. Okay, is it possible that some other country, and it would have to be most likely China and Russia, they're the ones that would have uh, the most money, uh, the wherewithal, uh, to do this, I mean, I guess any country is possible that they came. Somebody else could have came up with something. Is it possible that they, that's one of these countries have developed game-changing th- technology? Of course it is. Of course it is, right? But again, there's still something here that's not human that is here doing something, and I don't know what they're up to, but there's something here that's not human that is among us, right? Among us. Okay, continuing, it says, We need to urgently address this threat by bringing together the best minds in our military, intelligence, science, and tech sectors. Exactly what I just was saying just before. Continuing, If advanced UAP are not foreign drones, some of it is probably is, but I, some of it's definitely not. Okay, there's no question. Again, I've seen one of these objects up close, right? <laughs> there's no way the object that I saw could have been man-made, but that was almost 30 years ago now. There's just no way. Okay, continuing. He says, advanced UAP are not foreign drones, then we absolutely need a robust scientific inquiry into this mystery. Obfuscation and denial are a recipe for more conspiracy theories and greater distrust that stymie our search for the truth. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Obfuscation and denial are a recipe for more conspiracy theories. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, it's just, I, I admit it, admittedly, right? Admittedly, I, 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 I'm... There's a lot of wild speculation flying around on my podcast, isn't there? <laughs> I admit to that because I just don't know. I, that's why I want answers. I want more information. I want the government to come clean. There's a lot of things I'd like. I'd like to know what they know. Of course, they're not going to know everything. I understand that. I get it, right? There's no way that they could. But, hey, give us, give us, give us what you got, right? Give us what you got. Continuing, we need a coordinated data-driven response that unites the public and private sectors. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, the United States 
Space Force, and a host of other military and civilian agencies need to be marshaled in support of a much more aggressive and vigilant effort along with our scientific community and private industry. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I, I contend that some of our private industry is already involved in this and they're part of the problem. Right, I, I would most certainly believe that. Whether I don't know, Northrop Grumman, you know Lockheed Martin. I'm sure that there's some aspects of those uh, weapons manufacturers who know about this and are studying this and uh, you know reverse engineering all these recovered craft, you know, in private and under high high security. Continuing, right now the pieces of the UAP puzzle are scattered across silos in the military, government, and the private sector. You know, I, I that that statement sounds right, but you know, I just don't know. Do, what what are they doing behind the scenes, right? Well, for one thing, is it it's you know, I think that it is compartmentalized, but there has to be some. There has to be a the the brain center, right? There has to be the the the, the brains behind this. There's a wizard somewhere or wizards, you know, that know it all, everything that's that we where all the information is is collected, right? Where everything is looked at. There's so there has to be, right? So the, there's there, there's there's a central brain operating somewhere right whether it's majestic 12 or whatever right but there has to be a, a a place where all this information is 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 known right now everything else could be compartmentalized like you know so you know some weapons manufacturer over here knows this and this other weapons manufacturer knows that and they don't know everything together right and then there's probably some scientists, right? Some, you know, out there that are studying the alien beings. There's probably just a handful of them. Maybe, you know, who knows how many, but, you know, and they're, you know, they have, you know, above top secret clearances that are studying. But see, again, that's why we need everybody to be in on this, not just these few people here and there and there and here, you know, not the, you know, you know, like you know, Bob Lazar, you know, what Bob Lazar says is true, which I believe is true, the stuff that he talked about, like, you can see how compartmentalized it was, he was only allowed to, to look at certain aspects of this, of, of a flying saucer, right, that, that, you know, and, you know, of course, it didn't work out, and, you know, he got in all kinds of trouble, and that's a different story, anyway, it says here, continuing, it says, we need to integrate and analyze these massive data sets with new methods like AI. You know, I'm sure that's probably a little bit of that's probably going on behind the scenes. But again, if we have everybody involved, right, again, it's, it's for the better. It's for the betterment of humanity. We have more people involved in this. We also need to make this data available to the best scientists outside of government. Yes, totally agree with that statement. We have strong supporters of more data sharing. Senator Rubio has suggested the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Arrow, which was set up by Congress last year, share its data on unidentified objects with academic institutions and civilian scientific organizations. The American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics and the Galileo Project at Harvard, tech startups like Enigma Labs and traditional defense contractors could all play a role. Unfortunately, all UAP reports and videos are classified, meaning active duty pilots cannot come forward publicly and Freedom of Information Act requests are denied. Yeah, let me just stop there for a minute. Yeah, Freedom of Information Act requests are always, I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's actually gotten, seems like it's gotten worse over the last few years. I mean, some of the reports uh, that have been received by, uh, there was some Navy reports that the Black Vault had received last year. I mean, the, you couldn't even, you couldn't even find the word UFOs most of the time. I mean, they, they chopped out everything. I mean, this is ridiculous. 
They, they see they don't want see they don't want to talk about the, they don't want to tell you in these reports right they don't want to tell you in these reports the, the shape of the objects right because then you know you start talking about circular and no means of propulsion and all that kind of stuff then people you know they're tr it seems like there's an effort to you know put the toothpaste back in the tube uh you know since 2017 now like th things have been changing now so they're they're getting more tight with the you know on on, on the you know blacking these things out you know uh it's just terrible you know, it's it's like we're going backward here. It seemed like we were going forward a little, but then we take two steps back. I, I just wanted before I continue with this article. I'm so glad to see this actually from Ryan Graves, and and actually there's been other stuff. I just did a podcast about Jeremy Corbell because we needed this after some of the stuff that's been going on recently with all this, you know, this the the theater that was going on with the balloon gate. You know, and all that nonsense. It seemed like they're all, you know, you know, you had the media on there laughing about everyone. Yeah, see, it's just balloons. <laughs> you know, now, now we're getting, you know, we're we're, we're fighting back, right? The empire strikes back. Anyway, uh, it says here, these are two major step backwards for transparency. Yep, but they can be mitigated with data sharing. Yeah, again, so so he's actually saying the same thing I'm just saying here. You know, we are. It seems like we're going backward with transparency because you know the way things have been going recently. Uh, it seems like things were, you know, a few, when this thing was 2017, 2018, 2019, it seems like we were on the, on the right track, but in the last year or two, right, it seems like they're trying to, uh, let's not, we're going, we're telling them too much, let's, let's, uh, let's start stigmatizing it again a little bit, huh, we'll throw some, we'll make a big deal with some Chinese spy balloons, they're a bunch of idiots, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just tell them, hey, you're stupid if you thought there was extraterrestrials, anyway, continuing. Uh, I am I am impressed by the recent whistleblower protections enacted last year to encourage more pilots and others to come forward, and I support the fresh push by Rubio and Senator Kirsten Gillibrand for full funding of Arrow. Given the stakes, Congress also needs to fund grants for more scientific inquiry of UAP. Speaking of money, I just love to know how much money has been getting spent over the decades on these programs secretly, like black budget, like you know how much of that uh, military money pot. Has really been getting diverted secretly, right, to the uh, uh, secret control group. I'd like to know. It'd be very interesting to find out. Above all, we need to listen to pilots. Military and civilian pilots provide critical first-hand insights into advanced UAP. Right now, the stigma attached to reporting UAP is still too strong. Since I came forward about UAP in 2019, only one other pilot from my squadron has gone public. Commercial pilots also face significant risks. To their careers for doing so yeah isn't that totally ridiculous i mean this has been you know the thing with pilots whether it's military pilots or civilian pilots over all these years you know you know they're 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 basically told hey don't do don't go public with this and then a lot of times when they do go public with it they they end up facing consequences they end up losing their jobs or whatever i mean all kinds of you know they get their name dragged through the mud uh, you know it's just terrible it's just so wrong. I mean, for people wanting to just get the truth out there, yeah, I, you know, there was this big giant object that was obviously, I don't know what it was, a giant, you know, it was bigger, 10 times bigger than the aircraft that were in the jet airliner that I was piloting, but, you know, and then, the, you know, they get dragged through the mud and, you know, you know, made fun of and by the media and, and, and the military denies everything, says they don't know anything. Well, again, like I always say, if the, if the military, if the Pentagon actually really doesn't know anything about this stuff, then we're in big trouble because there's something here, and I know for a fact there's something here because I saw with these, eye, these eyeballs at one time. Let me tell you something. See these two eyeballs in the head here, right? These eyeballs saw uh, 
an object that definitely was not human made whatever that object was right there's no way that this was made on this planet there's no way that humankind could have made the object that i saw that made no sound and that did maneuvers in the sky right in front of my face right within 20 feet right only two and a half stories off the ground there's no way that that thing could have been man operated by any man or any woman or any human for that matter anybody it was operated by extraterrestrials that's what it had to be it ha couldn't have been anything else there's no way we don't have that kind of technology anyway continuing it says new rules are needed to require civilian pilots to report uap protect the pilots from retribution and a process must be established for investigating the reports derision or denial over the unknown is unacceptable yes it is unacceptable this is a time for curiosity yes yes it is if the phenomena I witness with my own eyes, he's talking about seeing stuff with his own eyes too. If the phenomena I witness with my own eyes turns out to be foreign drones, they pose an urgent threat to national security and airspace safety. If they are something else, it must be a scientific priority to find out. Well, let me just say something. We already, they already did find out. Let me, let me just say that right now. Uh, they already found, they, they, there, there's some group within our government that already knows for a fact. We're just playing games here. Uh, that's what's going on. But anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, now Marco Rubio. Uh, let me move my thing down here. Uh, wait, well, first, before that, I'll see, check out the seat. Look at the comments here from here. Uh, I agree about the saber rattling with China. Yeah, there's Charles, like I was talking about before. It could be that we're just, you know, getting all pumped up for another war. You know, they gotta, you know, we got to spend more money on, the, on military equipment. So let's start another war. Could be that. That's could be part of it. Uh, military witnesses to UAP says hello. Uh, uh, Lord, you, uh, uh, Tim Blunt says, man, we just saw one in the Caribbean in Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. And Lord Humongous says, I don't believe they will ever willingly release what information they have or what they know. Yeah, you're probably right. That's why I was, you know, in, in that previous podcast in the one uh, portion I was talking about how, uh, you know, it, it could come down to uh, another major event like, you know, that's that's happened over the old, a gigantic mass sighting. But this time, you know, I guess, you know, there is a concern, you know, the one thing I didn't say about that. Now, of course, a couple of days ago. You know, I was uh, I was I did a podcast and, and and I was talking about how the next mass sighting could uh, really that would that could end this whole debate, right? And and it could. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah, you know, it would it would end the debate, and uh, you know because you have so many people with cell phones filming it. You know, potentially. I mean, if there's, you know, if if it's if there was another Phoenix Lights incident, incident, and if it was something that happens, particularly say it's something that happens in broad daylight, like this 1950 space incident that happened in uh, New Mexico in Farmington, New Mexico in 1950, where basically a space armada, you know, showed up and for over th a three day period. I mean, if something like that were ever to happen again, or the Stephenville Lights incident uh, from uh, 2008. If any of these kind of incidents happen again, particularly if it's in the daytime, the way things are now, there's going to be so many people. You know, if it happens in, 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 a, in an area that's highly populated, I mean, and thousands of people see this, there's going to be there's going to be so much evidence, you know, c captured with with cell phone video. It's going to be unbelievable. But the one thing I, I failed to mention during that, and and this is. Uh, you know, one concern, some of the, we might not get all the video we, we would hope for at the same time, because, you know, I've been, uh, you know, there's some instances where actually even cell phones of today, like they'll, they'll just, they, they'll, 
you know, cease to operate until the UFOs are gone. Depends, I guess, that could depend on how close you are to it, right? So I, that's a possibility that might happen too. But again, if it happens where there's thousands of people, right? There's going to be, uh, it's going to be filmed from numerous vantage points, potentially hundreds of vantage points, right? It's going to be, and say it lasts for several days. Again, like I said before, if it lasts for several days, like that Farmington incident, or even the Stephenville, Texas incident, if it lasts over the course of you know of two or three days, right? Then uh, you're going to have news media there live streaming it, you know, and and there's going to be no putting that back together again when it's all said and done it's it's, it's going to be too late anyway uh, uh marco rubio made a statement on twitter 15 hours i guess this was uh 15 hours ago according well i guess it's longer than that now probably 16 hours ago or 17 hours ago it says advanced objects he said advanced objects demonstrating advanced technology are routinely flying over a restricted or sensitive airspace posing a risk to both flight safety and national security that was a comment that that appeared in that that story too and of course uh mick west the the biggest debunker of our time uh had had us uh, had a comment because he always does right because he just can't accept this reality. He he says here, uh, let me push this down here for a second. He says, if you want to make this bold claim, then you should be able to produce a few modern cases that are not just based on what a pilot thought they saw or what appears to be, but actually have multi-sensor data that unambiguously confirms it. I don't think you can, nor can Graves. Okay, Mick. Yeah, because our government's not providing that information. And I don't think you want them to. I don't think you want them to. I don't think you... I'm going to tell you something. I don't think you're going to... You know, at some point here, again, these guys are wrong. These debunkers, Green Street, West, all of these guys. Calabudo or Cavaludo or Calabudo. There's a bunch of different debunker names out there. Uh... You know, this guy, Mick, Mick West, he's probably the most well-known one. Neil deGrasse Tyson continues to make a fool out of himself, but I don't think, you know, even when, once the truth comes out, you know, I don't think deGrasse Tyson will suffer too much because, you know, he, I mean, he's he'll just laugh about it and say he was wrong. I think he'll admit it, actually. I don't think Neil, I actually, even for how, as much as I cannot stand that the mainstream media continues to ask people like Neil deGrasse Tyson on a regular basis in front of a national TV audience, you know, his take on ufos and extraterrestrials right as much as i despise that and as much as i cannot stand his uneducated responses right as much as that i still think if if the if the truth when the truth comes out i think that that guy actually will you know he'll just go with the flow you know and he'll say yeah i guess i was wrong you know and he'll he'll make a joke out of it because he's a likable guy he's very highly entertaining you know yeah, when he's talking about the universe and everything else but i don't think he's entertaining when he's talking about uh the extraterrestrial reality because he's obviously done no research on this and he has no idea what he's talking about but anyway here was another tweet from mick west he wrote and this was earlier today he says 100 million plus americans think that some ufos are alien spaceships imagine the ontological shock if they find out that they were just balloons drones and other clutter well let me tell you something mick that's never going to happen because guess what? There's something here, and you're wrong. I saw one of these again. I have that ace up my sleeve, like I like to talk about. Like you know, of course, you know. Let me let's make a couple things clear here before I, I I did respond to this tweet that he put out there. Before I show uh, talk about my response, let me just make some a couple of things clear here. Okay, now I know uh, in a recent podcast two three weeks ago maybe, uh, you know I I pointed out like how. 
basically the Pentagon, the secret control group, they're holding the entire deck. They got all 52 cards, right? I got nothing when it comes to that. They got nobody. None of us have. They're sitting there with the whole deck. They know exactly what's going on. They have everything, right? And, and we got nothing. I got nothing. I got, you know, I can't really, there's, it's hard. To, there's nothing I can do, right? They got, they got the cards in, 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 in a grip and there's no getting them out of there unless they somehow, maybe Congress or a whistleblower or a major event happens, something, right? That's the only way any of those cards are going to come out of there, right? But at the same time, it, when it comes to the, the bunkers, I'm whole, I got an extra ace up my sleeve, right? I got a, you know, whatever they got, right? In the end, right? I, I have a royal flush. They got nothing. They're going to lose this, this, this poke. If it's, if you want to, if you want to like, uh, uh, pretend that this is a poker game, right? I'm going to win. I'm going to, I got a royal flush. Say I got, uh, uh, you know, I got the king, queen, uh, jack of spades and, uh, and the, uh, uh, ten of spades in my hand right now, but and and, and uh, you know maybe uh, you know and that's it and and but I got that ace up my sleeve. I got a royal flush. They're gonna lose no matter even if they have uh, four of a kind. It's over. I'm gonna win because I have that ace up my sleeve and I know it. I know it. I know I'm right. I know they're wrong. I know for a fact. But anyway, again, let's let's read his tweet here. He says 100 million plus Americans think that some UFOs are alien spaceships. No, actually, some, some, and you know, maybe hundreds, some think that, right? But some of us actually know that, know it, know it, right? No, no. There's a difference between thinking and knowing something, right? Imagine the ontological shock if they find out that they were just balloons, drones, and other clutter. And I responded, I'm, tr well, hold on a second here. I'm trying to imagine your shock when you are finally presented with the undeniable reality of the non-human intelligence on earth i hope you are able to accept it i don't want you to disappear from the internet i look forward to your apology to those you've ridiculed okay that was my response to him so that's uh that's how i feel about it i i'm looking forward to his uh you know, because you know what? Some of these debunkers are probably going to, you're never going to hear. Like if, say, within uh, the next year, this year, for instance, say it happens this year, right? Say there's something that finally happens, something that finally cracks, uh, where we know, all of us know, right? All of us understand, okay, there it is. There's the undeniable proof, game, set, and match, right? You're going to see some people just disappear, right? There's going to be some people who just disappear from the internet. I hope Mick West is not one of them. I want to see... You know, I want to hear, you know, I want to hear an apology. I want to see people like these debunkers, you know, admit that they were wrong and then, you know, provide input on what they think of now that, it, that they realize, oh, I was wrong all along. And what do they think now that there is an extraterrestrial presence here? I think some of them are going to crack up. I don't know. You know, some people are going to just lose their marbles, I think. Some people are going to disappear. Some of these debunkers are going to disappear from the Internet. You'll never hear from them again. They'll feel completely, like, foolish. Uh, some of them actually, I believe, actually some of them, I do I do believe that some of them actually uh, are not sure what's going on, but they just play this debunker game, you know, for, for clicks and likes and whatever, you know. I mean, there is a market out there. There are people out there who want to be told that there's nothing to this, right? And, 
Yeah. So, you know, so they're just going to, they'll just, you know, play that market because I I would imagine that there's not that many people, there's a market for it, but there's not that many people that are uh, providing the service, right? There's not as many people. There's more people who are pro extraterrestrial reality than, you know, non pro extraterrestrial reality. And some people are smart enough to recognize this. So they said, hey, I'll I'll just cash in on all these people, you know, get clicks, likes, ads, whatever, you know. YouTube ads, whatever, you know, get more, you know, fame, whatever they're looking for, right? Uh, just an easier, it's easier for them to accomplish that that way. That's just my feeling, you know, you know we'll see. All right, let's, uh, let's see if there's any more comments here from anybody. Uh, uh, quacks too much. He's talking. Thanks. I talked about your comment earlier. So if you didn't get to see that in the very beginning, I did talk about your one comment that you left me the other day. And he 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 writes uh, the sphere UFO I, I saw in 1975 was almost certainly ET. Yeah, I I believe you because you know what I saw things I saw things myself. I saw I saw one of these creatures in 1977. I didn't know what it was. It took me 10 years to figure it out. At least 10 years, right, to figure out it was extraterrestrial, right. And then I saw in 1994 I saw one of these. Uh, I saw a craft, and there was another witness there, and there was just no way this thing was could have. There's no way it could be could have been man-made. And I did have another incident too in 2007 while I was in Hawaii, and that was a high strangeness case where basically it seems you know I don't know for sure, and like I always point out, I'll talk about that story one of these days in one of these podcasts, where a dog that I had at that time disappeared very mysteriously in broad daylight right 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 under my nose and then reappeared very mysteriously two and a half hours later right I think that might have been you know I didn't realize that at the time either it took me a little little bit to realize that that was probably extraterrestrials up to something but yeah there's something here and I, be- I believe you I know there's some cases out there you know it's I, I understand what you were saying in your in your message earlier uh, you know, and that was what I talked about in the beginning. I understand what you're saying there. Uh, it's yeah, because sometimes people tell you stuff, and just because you know, there's all these different witnesses, all these different people. Some people, are, some people out there are going to, you know, you know, I don't know who, right? But there's probably a certain percentage of UFO reports there, or of people who are being untruthful. There are definitely a percentage of UFO reports where people make misidentifications, right? But there are definitely a percentage of them, I am convinced, that where people are telling you the absolute truth. Like, for instance, the Travis Walton case. I mean, you had all you had six witnesses, including Travis, plus Travis Walton, right? Uh, I think it was six altogether, or seven altogether, actually. Six or seven, right? But there were so many witnesses. I mean, and the guy disappeared for five days then. I mean, it's just... It seems obvious, right? I mean, yeah, obviously. You, have, you know, there's so many different cases like that where there's multiple witnesses, in, and you're basically compelled to believe it right now when you have like and then there's cases where there are is only one person i i talked about that one guy from uh i believe it was the united kingdom recently who who was basically he, he came he was walking through the woods and he's and he saw a saucer sitting there like in a clearing and there was these two balls with spikes in it that, that spikes on them that came out and rolled over him and basically got knocked out and then you know when he woke up the thing was gone i believe that guy there was trace evidence even though he was the only witness right there was trace evidence his clothes were all torn up there was just a lot of evidence to support his claims i believe that guy but then there's some cases where somebody says they saw something and you're just not sure because it was just them. And I, I get that. It's hard to 
to believe everything, right? But there's enough evidence out there, right, to, that, that tells us that there's certainly, certainly some presence here that's not human, that is interacting with us, is up to something. We're not entirely sure. We speculate all the time. But there's something most certainly here. Okay. Uh, I do respond to it's unidentified, so it's not et Yeah. Obviously, uh, Mick has never, okay, this is Lord Humongous says, obviously Mick has never uh, done any research on the subject beyond the past 10 years. I don't think Mick West, he doesn't understand. I, I, I don't think he, that guy's ever read any books. I don't think he's read, I don't think he read anything. I, I don't think he's done any research. Just like I know for a fact, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I could just tell by the way he's, he talks. He's never read anything. He doesn't know what he's talking about. When it comes to this subject, I mean, he just, he has no idea. He makes really absurd statements sometimes saying that, oh, these people who get abducted by aliens, they should, they should be able to grab something when they're in their spaceship or they should be able to film something with their cell phones. What do you mean? What are you talking about? What, what makes you think the aliens are going to allow that to happen? I mean, it's just so ridiculous, some of the statements some of these people make. And okay, let's see. Uh... Yeah, uh, okay, quacks too much to say he's sorry he's trying to walk the dog and chat at the same time. So he must be out out and about walking the dog and trying to send messages on here. Hey, but I want to say I appreciate everyone who uh, has c come on tonight and commented. Uh, I know this was uh, one of the podcasts I didn't provide. I, I didn't give advance warning about it. And I apologize for that. But uh, I had a bunch of things going on today, and I wanted to do something. And I was going to do a pre-recorded one, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a live one. Uh, I'm going to get that straightened out. Uh, I'm going to be getting a new program here uh, pretty soon. So, uh, But again, I want to thank everyone for showing up and for participating. I always appreciate it. And uh, so until next time.